0: Red 10 standing by. Red 7 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Good night. standing by. Red 2 standing by. Red 11 standing by. Red 5 standing by. Buckle up, pilots. It's time for the All Wings Report In podcast
1: with your hosts, Vinny and Chris. Negative.
0: Negative.
1: didn't go in.
0: What's going on, everyone? You are listening to the All Wings Report In podcast. I am your co-host, Vinny. With me... As always, the one guy who hates sand more than Anakin Skywalker. It's my older brother Chris.
1: I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating and it and it gets everywhere. Not like here. Dude, that's the most dude, he's so bad at, at at flirting, it's it's like painful. When I was watching that movie, I was the same age roughly that Anakin was supposed to be. And I remember, like, I even saw that movie with a with an old girlfriend, and uh, you know, trying to like make him like do like a little arm around the shoulder move, or you know, you, you would just say cheesy things like, "I don't know how 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 are you feeling," and then you would be like, "Well, how about now?" Like, I don't know, dude. When he says here, everything is soft and smooth.
0: This is what we're opening with. This is this is directly what you go to. Is that scene,
1: dude? You brought up sand. If 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 anyone says anything about sand, that's where my mind goes. I can't help it. It's before we go
0: any further. Like we said, we are here to celebrate the twentieth anniversary of Episode Two, Attack of the Clones, released May sixteenth, two thousand and two. I was a short, chubby freshman in high school at this point. I was 14 years old. Uh, Chris, getting ready to graduate senior year of high school. But we are here, like we said, to celebrate this movie. And I love it. I just got done watching this to prepare for this film. So I'm actually happy to to talk about it. It's fresh in my mind. I feel really great about this movie. But before we get there, Chris back to health after you had the 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 gungan flu there you sound a little nasally but you're good
1: yeah i'm good that's just allergies now uh but we filmed filmed what are we talking about we recorded our (laughs) podcast filmed uh we recorded our podcast for uh may the 4th if you remember on a uh, monday that was gonna release wednesday the 4th that sound right or sunday Monday. I'm just Monday.
0: happy we kept our word here. Well, like we 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 deli- We're delivering here for for the people.
1: Well, yeah, I was gonna say so. When but when that came out, I was so May the fourth. I was sick as a dog. I finally COVID finally got me. I had been doing my best to to dodge it for the last two years, and uh, late Tuesday night, um, I tested positive on May third. And I was at a commission for like a solid week. Like for I probably had a fever for like five days. Um, despite my best efforts of, of isolating, it was too late at that point. I gave it to <laughs> my my kit, my daughter, then my wife had it, my son had it. Anyway. So yeah, I'm back. I'm I'm back, baby. I'm good. The back to tanked brought you
0: to today, so I'm glad you're good.
1: It did. It did. I had a lot of time on my hands to think about, well, to think about Star Wars, to watch Star Wars. Um, I was just, you know, after a while, just going bored out of my mind. Like, I had no energy to get up and do anything, so I'm like, well, yeah, I'm just going to watch. So I, too, watched Attack of the Clones, um, amongst the other movies, but I watched Attack of the Clones. I knew we were going to be doing this um, because we said, dude, Monday – May 16th would be a great day. It, it just so happens to be two weeks from our last podcast. And we're now two weeks away from Obi-Wan roughly. So it's just a good time to like put this out. And I feel like maybe they're waiting for celebration, but there hasn't been much in terms of like, I thought star Wars day, they would have had some maybe uh special things for, you know, we talked about it on here. I think we were hopeful to see some, special Attack of the Clones merch or anything commemorating 20 years. And there just wasn't. So I'm holding out hope before I start beating up on this one or that one there uh, that we'll get some of that for Star Wars Celebration.
0: Holy Kenobi. Real quick, before we dive into Attack of the Clones, we just recently saw some videos of Hayden. And you uh, and McGregor on the press tour, or like the first leg of the press tour, hyping up the Kenobi series, which will be out May 27th on a Friday. See my boy Hayden repping like a Darth Vader look, kind of with the all on black on black jacket, pants, boots. Where can I get that? Is that River Island? Is that Fred Perry? Is that what? what where's that jacket River from? River Island.
1: What the? What
0: is that? You never heard of as that? a store in the UK. Well, for all you traveled people or international uh listeners that's river island's
1: a big like it's like an h&m but
0: over in the uk yeah
1: i don't know what he was wearing culture man those those pants were like very short and very wide with like platform boots
0: like the doc martens that's the look right now i guess i don't know
1: i guess i'm out of i'm out of the loop man but um Sorry, they're Costco brand
0: guys. It's, you know, (laughs) they're not Sean John. (laughs) That's from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Anyway, uh, the hype is real for that, but we are here to talk Attack of the Clones. One thing that I I, I took for granted or or overlooked or appreciate more now, going back and have watching uh, the prequel trilogy. Is that these these movies start on such a high note on such like a tense scene or and also visually looks absolutely beautiful? I think all th- this scene for Attack of the Clones the intro is is honestly fantastic with an assassination attempt attempt. What we don't know that it's an attempt, but we later learn that it is an attempt on Padma Amidala. You know, uh, it looks like they have taken out her decoy on the. The, the yacht that she travels on and you, you learn to realize that she's in a disguise that she traveled in on a Naboo fighter. But if you look close enough in those goggles, uh, you know, you, you kind of I'm like, oh, now looking back, like, oh, that's there she is. You, you can kind of see. But
1: what an opening scene for this movie. Absolutely beautiful. I was going to say, but, but, you know, you kind of jumped right in. I, I was just going to say to me, maybe before any of that, I'm just kind of blown away that it's 20 years. You know, like, I don't know, like, if you think about it, okay, Empire was just recently the biggest one, the biggest anniversary, celebrated 40 years in, like, 2020. But more than that was, like, when we became fans of Star Wars, do you realize that we became fans roughly 20 years after the initial release of a new hope. So actually, you know, actually it wasn't, it was really 18 years, but still like when you think about that much time, like just to put it into perspective, like, you know, the way that the fandom, you know, kind of goes and when people become fans, I just always am fascinated by that because, you know, we, we've talked to people on the, on, on this podcast who were, not, not born, or were very very young for Attack of the Clones, so it's just crazy to me, man. Twenty years is—I mean, it feels like a lifetime ago in some respects, but then at the same time, I'm like, really, it's been twenty years already. Like, so it's like two thirds of my life. It's just—it's nuts, man. I mean, again, imagine—you know—we're in a spot now where you know there's a lot of people who who are fans who you know their their introduction to star wars wasn't the prequels right it was later it was the sequels and it's cool because i you know in relating it back something you said that just really quick the obi-wan stuff you know i watched this interview with ewan mcgregor where he kind of talks about the prequels and about how they weren't necessarily well received and uh you know critically um you know a lot of people are kind of harsh on those movies and now you know, they're, they've been having their day for a while. You know, we, we've we talked about that even on here, that the prequels are, like, revered now and celebrated. You know, people really, really love those movies. And I think Attack of the Clones was one of those ones where, in its day, I think a lot of people, it was very just polarizing, right? I, I remember, you know, people didn't like that one. People didn't like that one, uh, like, over the three prequels. But... Where does I can, this
0: one rank for you in the three?
1: Ooh, man, I hate that, though. I, I hate ranking things just because it's like, because then it makes you feel, I feel like I'm poo-pooing on something else and I'm not. Uh, I think for me, man, I'm probably, I'm probably like a three, two, one guy. Yeah, same. That's cool. Like, I think, I think revenge is my favorite for a lot of reasons because it's, has the most lightsaber battles and the most action and it's the story in itself is the most tragic and, and riveting and and all that. Also too, when you go back and watch those movies, you can actually literally see the technology catch up. Like, like if you watch Phantom Menace and then watch attack of the clones, you're like, wow, they made a pretty big jump in the, you know, CGI department. And then you go watch, that, to your point, the opening scene, even, you know, the space battle and Revenge of the Sith, and you're like, holy, wow, they made a, another big jump, you know? So it's interesting to see, man, you know, 2002, I just, I can remember everything about the movie. I can remember having seen the trailer in 2001. And if you think about it, you know, we saw Phantom Menace in 99 and being, uh, you know a teenager and seeing that movie the weight between those two felt i can tell you right now felt endless i remember thinking i was never gonna see attack of the Cl. i just like it felt like forever and
0: i was in the fifth grade okay so i either was i might have might have misspoken but 2002 i believe i was it had to be eighth grade or ninth grade then for me
1: yeah, well, think about it. Well, you you graduated when?
0: I, well, you know, I, I I kept I kept myself back a year. You know, that was my choice. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I graduated '06, but I think that's exactly when uh, Revenge of The Sith* came out. So, man, you got to think like three, four years between films. That's
1: that's crazy. And you know, it's funny is I, I know for me too. Like again, I just was at an age of and, and a maturity level of which like. One thing I will say about Attack of the Clones was I, I went from ninety nine, collecting every single piece of Star Wars merchandise from the TV guides to the Pepsi soda cans to the three and three quarter inch action figures, vehicles, whatever, to Attack of the Clones. I'm seventeen years old. I'm, I can drive. My girlfriend at the time is is, is driving me all over the place, and. Um, I remember I was still very, very much invested in wanting to watch it, but I had gotten away from collecting, right? I I thought at that time that was just the natural progression of things, right? That's, you know, um, so it's funny. I was really kind of out of that for a little bit and it was the, and you know, that was also the only movie that we didn't go see together. We oh we might have we might have seen it together, but I saw it, I saw it with a girlfriend who okay. knew that I love Star Wars and went and saw it with me.
0: Can I say this on here? And I don't know if I have to put like explicit content. Uh oh, uh oh. If you have to lower the volume here, if you have kids that listen to this, come on. It's it's always this, bros. Before,
1: okay. I actually, about, when you said that, him. I'm like,
0: where are we going with that? Um, well, if it's a failed relationship, we could just say uh, for no. either of us, it's like throwing chairs off the, off the Titanic, things going <laughs> down regardless. So anyway, <laughs> well, I forgive you for that, Chris. Uh, we're brothers in arms, and uh, we saw every other movie
1: uh, Well, that's what I was going to say, point. and then we, we made a comeback, Revenge of the Sith, everything, we, we, we came back. But um, that yeah, that movie, man, was, like I said, I could remember everything that the... the the teaser trailer, I can remember. I, I can remember the music, how it starts with the dnt. I remember seeing the Geonosins walking, like like they were like packing into the almost like the Coliseum there. Not you knowing mean, what they w- Yeah, not knowing what they were. And I remember seeing some like uh I just remember being in a uh a graphic design class that I was taking at BOCES and looking on the internet for, for pictures and uh, analyzing every little frame. And I can tell you see, seeing the seeing Django Fett's helmet and at that time before it was announced even who he was, I remember like being not confused, but it obviously looks so much like Boba Fett, right? And and just the excitement of that. Yeah, man, the movie is 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 really great. I, we don't need to. I think I've already, go you know, started to go down a rabbit hole here. You know, talking about, um, you know, some some older times. But
0: no, if that's awesome that you you can kind of remember because I remember for me was I do remember not seeing it together and I do remember not seeing it like on release and I think it was me you and dad that went like at a later time or even. Mom might have been there and saw it. And I think she, we were like trying to be like, don't be like confused or, or, or anything like, we'll explain it to you. Or, you know, w- you know, we were like, oh no, this is like, this is all you had to see, like to, un- to understand it. Like, I think we actually went the four of us, or maybe that was for, um, Revenge of the Sith. But I remember the ending scene where, where Yoda comes in to save the day is like the one thing I remember. And I was like, huh? Like that, maybe I was trying to be cool. Or, oh. or, or kind of like, you know, like rebel and be like, I guess, quote unquote, like hot topic punk rock, like I was like at that age where I was like, no, like I don't understand how Yoda could do flips like that. Like it makes no freaking sense. Like he walks with a cane like throughout the whole movie, and then he can just flip and, and fight this this other guy, and you're like, dude, he 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 used the Force. Like that, that's just how he did it. And I was like, oh, I think I, I think too,
1: you know, my younger self was initially you know i think looking back on the movie i was confused by things and i remember feeling some disappointment that was probably the beginning of you know because we had the internet obviously and you know you're looking things up and i remember reading a name that you know darth Tyrannus. and i remember thinking okay this sounds amazing we know that darth maul is is gone there's going to be a new bad guy. And I remember thinking like, who's Darth Tyrannis?" And I remember watching the movie and I'm waiting for this person to show up. And in my mind, he never does because they make the reference Django does about, you know, working for a guy named Tyrannis on the, you know, but, you know, they never refer to Dooku as such. That's who they're talking about. And I remember initially, again, me being young, not appreciating. The like absolute star power that Christopher Lee has, what he brings to that role. Like when I look back at it now, I, I really love him for that role. I love him for Star Wars. And he was having like a rebirth of his career. Dude, yeah. he, do you remember? He was so he's Saruman in, in the Lord of the Rings in 2001 Which is insane because that was the other big trilogy of the 2000s, right? So he's in Lord of the Rings The Fellowship as Saruman. He does all three movies, but okay. And after 2001, he does Attack of the Clones in 2002. And then right literally back to back, Lord of the Rings Two Towers comes out. So he was like, it was really awesome. I was like cast this
0: guy for Harry Potter. (laughs) That's all I can
1: (laughs) remember saying that, like around that time. And the
0: lore, like you know, like the the lore that there's who he is as as like Darth Tyrannis at at, at that point. But they also reference who he is, like who his apprentice was and who his master was when he before he turned to the good side. Like that's that's awesome. You know, we get that knowledge in in the film, so. you know, I I just think it just shows that this character does have like importance, and I believe, or or people can correct me if I'm wrong, but High Republic error is too is too far away, right? For for that, right? For him to to, to show up, or we no. saw maybe we saw his hilt in what the new Eclipse video game, or we think we we see it, right?
1: Yeah, I think I think he's gonna make an appearance because he, you know, remember he he has. Yoda is in is in High Republic now. Obviously, Yoda can be a lot older than than a human being can, but he's you know he's playing an older character in the films. So if you like mathematically go back, he and you know you just said it. Attack of the Clones is only ten years after Phantom Menace. So go back. Let's just say fifty years. From Attack of the Clones, you know now you're 40 years before Phantom Menace. That's in the High Republic, like sweet spot there. So he very well could be, you know, a part of that uh, and, as as Count Dooku. And um, for people,
0: and for people who maybe like miss this in the film, his master was Yoda, and his apprentice was Qui Gon. Can you, or do I have it reversed?
1: No, that's that's what they. That's what they say, you know, it's, it's, um, obviously we never see any of that, but that's, that's what they reference.
0: To to sneak away a, a little bit. And I was, I know I don't, we really show that we don't have like an outline for this and, and I love it. It's just kind of a snowball effect, but you said 10 years have passed since the Phantom Menace. So obviously we don't cast Jake Lloyd in this film. We now cast Hayden Christian, Christensen as Anakin Skywalker. So you would so,
1: say... Yeah, I was gonna, just going to say, so he's, like, roughly, 19, you know, he's he's portraying a 19-year-old Anakin, roughly. So right? the,
0: the, the biggest time jump uh, in Star Wars, uh, you know, besides the Revenge of the Sith, A New Hope time jump, right? I would say that's the, the greater amount of time, right? But te- we have 10 years between... Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. So I remember being like, I want these stories. I want to, you know, I, I want to see him train with Obi-Wan. And now we're getting novelizations of that. We, we learned that, you know, from comics and novelization that the ponytail and the braid is, is, is something of an apprentice. We've, we've learned that from uh, Jedi Fallen Order. We've learned that from uh, Bad Batch and Rebels, that that's kind of like a supported look. Uh, but you know, he, he we, we get a, a young, late teenager in Hayden Christensen playing, you know, Anakin Skywalker, soon to be Darth Vader. So I, I just remember being like, I want more of that story in between, you know, from one and two. But you know, we see, you know, a new, a new, we have a new actor, we have, you know, and a new story to be told, and you, they kind of just like. Make references early on in the elevator, like I haven't seen you this nervous since we fell into that pit of gun darks. And he says, "No, uh, you fell in there, sir, and I saved you." And Obi Wan makes like a snicker, like, "Oh, okay." Like y- you know, like so they have you know s- s- stories and missions and and trials and tales and training like in between that, and they kind of give you a glimpse of that and their um, you know their growth and relationship, like kind of quick in the beginning of the film, and I I did really love that, uh, you know, watching it, you know, for the first time, and again, you know, noticing again, I always, like, notice that as I watch it multiple times, like, just those references, and uh, I still feel the same, you know,
1: to this day. I thought maybe it would be apropos, just to kind of set the tone. I was going to read The Crawl. You know, this is not, like, a movie breakdown, but just, you know, everyone obviously knows the movie, but figure we'll just set it up like we'll do the crawl for attack of the clones and then you know talk about you know some more in-depth stuff about the movie maybe some of our favorite stuff Did cool it. yeah you, cool you're better that? uh
0: yeah. yeah you you can read uh better than i can so,
1: so so and this is the most basic thing also i i remember loving the name of the movie attack of the clones it's it's so like you're like oh my god like and and right we we knew from when we you know a new hope and if you and you know like you and I we were big into the star wars expanded universe and stuff you know the clone wars so when, when you hear attack of the clones right you were like oh my god is this it is this is this where we see you know these supposed clone wars are we going to get that story i don't know i just i just love the name of of that it just you know, for me, you know, even at, even at 17, my imagination was like running wild with what that could mean. Anyway, so Attack of the Clones, there is unrest in the Galactic Senate. Several thousand solar systems have declared their intentions to leave the Republic. This separatist movement under the leadership of the mysterious Count Dooku has made it difficult for the limited number of Jedi Knights to maintain peace and order in the galaxy. Senator Amidala, the former Queen of Naboo, is returning to the Galactic Senate to vote on the critical issue of creating an army of the Republic to assist the overwhelmed Jedi. And, and that's how the crawl ends. And uh, as you uh, made reference before, really, really awesome opening scene and and initially you know i thought it was dark right like i i was fooled and and thought right away that that was padme you know coming in and and ultimately biting the dust but yeah that 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 scene just looks awesome like her ship and the the couple naboo starfighters flying in they're flying into coruscant there just always loved that
0: i uh, also the the that yacht like that chrome finish and stuff uh, later a little Star Wars tidbit off the Attack of the Clones thing uh, Captain Phasma's armor is actually uh, made from a Senator Palpatine's uh, yacht which is the same like material so you see it like there and you see it throughout the prequels but like fast forward to the sequel trilogy you kind of get like a cool like prequels like Easter egg lore um which is pretty cool. I don't know. Anyway, that's random. But yeah, the opening scene is great uh with that you get Jar Jar pretty early. You get to see uh the arrival of Obi-Wan and Anakin like pretty quick and you get, you know, R2 there so it, it, this movie just kind of like hits the ground uh running and it kind of just, you know, sets up the the movie with hey, like the Separatist army is trying to like put a hit on Senator Amidala and now they need to build an army or get an army to like you know help protect like the the jedi and and all this and and stuff so it 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 definitely like sets the tone for the film and pretty pretty like i don't know fast-paced like movie i mean like two-hour movie like i mean this thing just just moves and there's a lot of you know you know different stories going on just like with uh, you know, throughout the prequel, you know, the prequel story, like there's just so many different stories being told at, at like the same time. And um I did love that opening scene a lot. I liked it a lot more than the Phantom Menace scene. It was just as good as uh, Revenge of the Sith's opening scene, but you know, this definitely was awesome.
1: Well, and it was cool because like then we get to see the Jedi Council like right away. They're all sitting in uh, you know, the Chancellor's office there. You know, talking to him when when Padme comes in, you know, we get that scene with Yoda where he says, you know, seeing her, you know, alive and well, you know, uh, know, warms his heart, whatever he says there. Even that scene with Anakin,
0: he's like, we will find out who's trying to kill you, I promise. (laughs) And he's like, Obi-Wan's like, no, we're going to like follow waters. And he's like, Anakin. I I feel like the acting got better from him throughout the film, you know, like I feel like he found his place and. I don't know. I, they hi-
1: well they, I think they were really really trying to lean into you know, they hyped it up in the in the trailer. Like I remember the trailer, you know, talking about him being arrogant. And you know, there's a Obi-Wan's talking to him and Anakin's like what? You know, there's a couple, you know, there's even that like tense exchange between him and Padme in front of the new queen of Naboo and uh, you know, the other uh, people that are there and that little local government of theirs there where he's like, excuse me. And then he kind of has to back, you know, back down. He's just very, I think they're, you know, they were purposely trying to lay it on thick that this is someone who, you know, when you think back to when you were a teenager, right. It's like that whole, like you think, you know, everything and, he is you know he he's confident in his ability and he's he's aware of the prophecy about him at the same time you have the chancellor kind of like stoking the fire in him by you know letting him know that he he sees great things for him and you know it it, it just it's this like perfect storm, you know. So I think that's why they really were like laying it on thick to show a lot of this internal conflict for him, because they had to lay the groundwork for the next movie, right? He go he goes from he goes from little boy to full blown Darth Vader in a very short time, I'm a person and, and my
0: name is Anakin.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I uh, I loved. Also, we didn't have to wait very long in this movie to get our glimpse of Django Fett, you know, who we, who we eventually go on to learn, you know, in the movie, both by him calling out to his son, as well as uh, Obi-Wan kind of gets information from the Camino. I messed that word up and someone's going to Johnny or somebody's going to correct me again. Kaminoans. I don't know why I can't say that. It's like, it's like Rhodes. Roads, another one of those freaky words. Because it's like it's it's <laughs> it's it's funny because it's camino, but then
0: it's like Caminowins. Like I feel like you have to like change camino, Caminowins. Like you know, it's the same thing. Yeah, I Caminoans, think it's a, I think camino. I want to say Caminowins. Yes, Kevin Kevin Owens. <laughs> Shout out to Robbie. WWE Kevin Owens. You get it, you get a, a second you, I have to like really like you have to, you get a second assassination attempt. Again, in in this movie, you get a second assassination attempt where they're first night there, they're running security detail. Uh they kinda you know, Padme and Anakin, I guess set up like a little sting. You got R2 in there. Anakin says he can sense everything going on in this room, and then, you know, I guess someone's done their uh PI, private investigator, or bounty hunter work here, and they kind of send some sort of, I guess, like a droid with poisonous, looks like Weedle from Pokemon. You know, they kind (laughs) of- They send Weedle? They send Weedle. um, Butterfree! They send Weedle into the room, (laughs) through the glass. Dude, what's wrong with you? (laughs) I don't know, all over the place. Late night night coffee
1: got pretty uh, good. The, I I always wondered too. I mean, I'm sure there was some sort of subtle foreshadowing here. Just the fact that Anakin is wearing dark brown with black, like he's you know you never notice he's wearing the very dark, like Jedi garbs, whereas Obi Wan is wearing almost white, like a cream white color. Right, he's already kind of dressing dark. You know, again, it's like a foreshadowing thing. I remember some of those early posters. Remember, his cloak had the like Vader in the in the cape, you know, no different than in Attack of the or excuse me in uh, Phantom Menace. That original poster was, you know, Jake Lloyd's shadow was like in the shape of Darth Vader. But they even there's even a scene in this movie where his shadow on Tatooine when he's with Padme casts a Darth Vader shadow. So it's a lot of those little subtle. Hints, you know, we obviously know where it's going, but you know, George Lucas was really trying to, like, again, show us and foreshadow, you know, this character's arc. Um, yeah, he has to get us. What
0: pressure, right? In three films to get, you know, us to the most iconic and most popular I, villain of sci-fi history. To get, I us think, longer. and
1: and and again for every for all the stuff that he got you know that that was one of the biggest things that people kind of tore apart the screenplay you know some of the dialogue stuff but yeah when you have that character arc and and you're you know you kind of painted yourself into a box right by saying hey this is a trilogy and he's a boy in the first one so i only have two movies to go from innocent kid to full-blown bad guy like you know not even just any bad guy arguably you know, one of the most like iconic villains uh, ever in, in Darth Vader, you know what I mean? Like, so I I just think of like recent stuff too, like where they talk about, uh, or in in recent times, like, you know, like Game of Thrones, for example, everyone's big gripe with that was uh, like Daenerys Targaryen. They were slowly building on this arc, but then they just literally went off a cliff and was like, she's bad now. It's like she saved slaves and she burns innocent people with a dragon and she's a Targaryen and she's mad, you know, and then same thing. People criticize the writing. I think it is hard to do, you know, no, no easy feat. And, you know, he has some cheesy lines, but overall, I mean, I really kind of love all of this. I, I don't, I don't we've know. All, the Zim- we've all done cheesy stuff. Look, look back. Revolver, oh cheesy. man, cringe, Revolver cringe, cringe, worthy, cringe, worthy. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, can't so even.
0: That's that's another podcast. That's 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 the other thing. We'll we'll push that, we'll push that <laughs> later. But you get when when you love the scene where you know you got Obi Wan dives out the window, saving you know uh, that droid that's like spying or trying to kill Padme, you know, kind of like, well, maybe like Anakin would have did that, you know, but nope. Obi-Wan jumps headfirst out the window, gets onto that droid, now it's like a high-speed chase. Uh, you know, uh I love Obi-Wan saying, "What took you so long?" and Anakin like referencing, you know, he had to find a speeder that he liked and you know, I mean Anakin's a great pilot. We we've heard that in A New Hope. We learned that in uh, you know, The Phantom Menace how good he is at at, at being a pilot. Uh, you know, Obi-Wan says that he hates flying, but what he's doing is you know uh you know suicide so again like obi-wan was kind of even like you know referencing even like the original trilogy obi-wan like doesn't like flying or he's like uneasy about it i mean i think at all of us at our older age we kind of just don't like to travel or fly much or it makes us feel a certain way uh you know i love you know that scene where they end up getting into the bar and obi-wan says why do i have a feeling like you're going to be the death of me Again, foreshadowing right there.
1: Yeah, there there's a lot of those <laughs> the, the the Hey, that's the, so corny but it's
0: they... so cool. Yeah, and then, you know, uh they capture uh, Zam Wessel, which uh is kind Great of a character, shapeshifter, shapeshifter in, in 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 the Star Wars world, I guess. And then, you know, I'm still
1: holding out hope, dude, just that about to say it. Still holding out hope. Star Wars Celebration Attack of the Clones. 20th anniversary, Zam Wessel.
0: Right. And and give us interchangeable heads. We would love to see it. Like we'll take both. Come on. So then you see Django Fett taking off and it's and like who who hired
1: you? And well you know, he, he Django, Django kills her with right. the Camino uh the dart. Right. And then this is
0: where the two are two um heroes kind of separate. They send Anakin off world to you know, lay low and protect Padme. And, and Obi-Wan wants to get to the bottom of finding out who was who this Jango Fed is. And he goes to see um, Dax, uh, who hopefully maybe we'll see in the Obi-Wan show. Maybe, maybe we'll learn a thing or two. We'll see this character again. Super CGI. Love the diner that he works at. Maybe a, believe this was a reference from American Graffiti uh, for George Lucas. Uh, maybe I'm wrong there. But love that that, Uh, Hey, do you guys want some java juice? Like that was java juice. That was cool. Like I I like that diner. I I like that character. I like there's the
1: scene before he goes on his little excursion there um, that I was kind of referencing earlier where he's got he's he's now one on one with his mentor, Chancellor Palpatine. And, you know, this is where Palpatine is really starting to like thread the needle, plant these seeds. You know, he's putting stuff in his head. You know, he's telling him, I've said it many times, you're the most gifted Jedi, you know, I have ever met. Um, and then there's even that, you know, really famous scene where he's he tells him, I see you becoming the greatest of all Jedi, Anakin, even more powerful than Master Yoda, you know, blowing his head up and, you know, ultimately we, we know from... You know, what we see in the movies, but also what we've read as canon, that a lot of the stuff that happens to him can be traced back to Palpatine. That this was a, you know, Anakin's fall from grace, so to speak, was all along was, was completely planned and and, and carefully, uh, carefully carried out, you know, by Palpatine all the way down to, you know, the stuff with the Tusken Raiders. Capturing his mother. Shimmy Skywalker. You know. It's star- in Star Wars canon. You know. We're, we're told that. Dooku was instructed to. Like pay off. Tuscans to do that.
0: Can we get the. Uh, the Lucas cut of this movie. Uh, and just to get that. Tusken Raider scene back on tattooing. Just, just a little longer. Just an additional 30 seconds of of maybe like rogue one style of anakin just slaying tusken's the the men the women and the children can can we get that like is that is that footage available
1: anywhere is that is that on a dvd maybe that i missed i would love to see it you know yoda keep in mind too for those of us who who you know saw phantom menace in the theater um you know or owned the original uh, movie as it was, you know, VHS, (laughs) um, BVB, BVB. We, you know, when you see Yoda here, totally different, you know, they've since gone back and CGI would him, but he looks noticeably different. And I remember obviously, you know, being, you know, my 17 year old self being like, dude, what? Like, The first time, this is the first appearance he's ever been CGI'd. Not that that means much of anything, just something, you know, if you're going back and and, and watching it, you know, that that was interesting because there's that really, really cool scene of Yoda and Obi-Wan and Mace Windu walking through the halls of the Jedi Temple. And that's that scene I was talking about where Obi-Wan talks about him being arrogant and, you know, Yoda's floating on his little, whatever that is. It looks like a little saucer or something like that. Well, it's
0: like an upgrade from what Grogu has. Like, Grogu's got the egg and, like, the little capsule. This is now, like, the adult convertible-like version of that, I guess. I
1: loved, yeah, and I, I always love this scene, too, because, uh, you know, Obi-Wan is obviously quick to point out that Anakin's arrogant, but Yoda is saying, you know, yes, this is a, a trait, you know, becoming more and more common among young Jedi, right? Too sure of themselves they are. And then he even, you know, he kind of looks back to Obi-Wan and says, even the older, more experienced ones, right? And that was his way of kind of saying, you know, in some ways I always took that as Yoda saying, all right, all right, you can kind of back off a little bit. Like you, you two are a little, you know, Headstrong and 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 too sure yourselves. And and you know, we see for the first time too, Mace Windu is definitely apprehensive about Anakin. It seems like he always was. I don't you know, he doesn't trust uh, you know, the prophecy as as much as let's say, you know, Obi Wan does. He really was uh he was not a supporter of
0: Anakin since Phantom Menace when he was doing a ship. A cup. Speeder. He's just kind of like shrugging off. Like, yeah, this is... Something is off about this guy. And you're right. Second movie. And then in the 30s, like, if what you're telling me is true, then you have earned my trust. Like, it's taken this guy 10, 12, 15 years, whatever it is. All of the Clone Wars last, what, five years, whatever it is. It's taken him, like... It's taken Mace Windu some time to come around on him. You know, you've earned my trust if this is what you're telling me is true. So... Yeah, I kind of never really thought about it. You know, I, I guess like that kind of like, I oh, just overlooked it, you know? But
1: well, yeah, you know, the that. the thing in this movie, I think, I think I remember at the time, I'm sure you did too, and we never got it. In hindsight, it would have been great, right? We actually, I mean, we learned later on, we do get Liam Neeson's voice during the Tuscan scene. You know, I've read that supposedly that was his, almost like his Force ghost trying to prevent Anakin from doing what he was going to do when he totally massacres the Sand People. But, you know, just keep in mind, this is, you know, Obi-Wan is, is, you know, doing a lot of this still at this early, you know, these early stages. It's very, you know, it's the third film after the Clone Wars where they kind of become brothers. This is still very much like Master and Apprentice relationship. And, you know, Obi-Wan is... It's ten years, but this is, you know, a promise that he fulfilled to his master. So, you know, I, I don't know. For me, that's that's part of this too. You know, they're they're and now Anakin's finally gonna get this assignment and and go off on his own, you know, albeit Juan doesn't think that he he's ready for, for for that challenge. And also I think he probably whether it's foresight or, you know, whatever, I think is probably nervous because of who it is that he's tasked with watching, Uh, you know, after that elevator scene, you know, he makes it clear that he's been dreaming about her and thinking about her every day uh, since they, since they last, you know, parted. This is crazy that like a bunch of adults, just like,
0: it's just like, you know, we you were, like, left alone with, like, your first girlfriend. You're like, parents are out of the house. Like, you just, like, let this kid watch over this important person and, and you know, you're like, oh, yeah, we trust him. It's fine. It's not worry about it. He's, not, he's uh, not Jedi Master. Like, eh, uh, just,
1: whatever. She's important. We'll just... I wondered... It definitely gave me hope. It definitely gave me hope, especially, you know, I, I, I kind of always... It went for for older women, so I'm like, uh, Anakin could do it. <laughs> Keep the door open, you two, and call us uh, when you get there, dude. She's more like ten years older than him, supposed to be, I guess.
0: Maybe I not. I, I don't know, know. but maybe not. No, no. I think, I think if he's like eight in Phantom Menace, she's probably like fourteen.
1: Yeah, and you know, and then again, too, they're they're starting with the, he's complaining. You know, about Obi-Wan, you know, know, manages not to see his growth. And, you know, there's 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 kind of all that, you know, we can kind of start we start seeing the rift between them a little bit. You know what I mean? Like he's starting to feel, you know, I think insecure and and like, you know, maybe not trusted. At the same time, he feels like he's, you know, also, again, that's part of his arrogance, but he feels like he's, you know, he's ahead of Obi-Wan. You know, and he wants, you know, he wants more. Uh, So you, we
0: separate the two. We separate Anakin and we separate Obi-Wan and, you know, Anakin goes to, 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 uh, to Dax and...
1: Anakin Anakin goes to
0: Dax? No, I'm sorry. Obi-Wan goes to Dax and, and then... Wait, what? Did I, just, did I just do it again? Ben goes to Dax and, and Obi-Wan goes,
1: wow. And Anakin goes to... Dude, can you just go lay down? I'll, I got it from here. I got okay. it from here.
0: G- uh, can, I, can I... Chris is going to take us over. No, so the two separate. And we're back to... Obi-Wan ends up having to go to... This Camino. baby belongs
1: to them cloners.
0: Yeah. What you that. got and there it, is a Kamino saber dart. He has a mustache. You see that he's got he's got a CGI little mustache. You know, uh, love that. He's and, got a gizzard. Is that what that's called? A gizzard. You know
1: anybody who's got one of those?
0: Um. No, but I know what you're talking about. But <laughs> they 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 go they they go they go separate, and it's cool that like Obi Wan has to go and like kind of play dumb like on Camino, and he's piecing together you know, some things when he gets there, he's also like amazed that this army is being built without the knowledge of the
1: Jedi council outside the Rishi maze. <laughs> Sorry. I, I want to keep doing the voice. I'm not going to
0: great memory by the way. Cause I, I forgot that he, that he, uh, that he said that, but also then Obi Wan ha- before that has to go back to find that this, this planet has been, eliminated from the the jedi archives or you know whatever like oh well this this planet might have been erased he learns that from a youngling you know like they they ends up learning that
1: well yeah well he finds out that you know the 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 lady in the archives there always forget her name but she's like the librarian with like the chopsticks in her hair (laughs) she tells him it doesn't exist and then yeah there's that really really famous Scene. I've always loved that scene, Yoda with the younglings. I actually quoted that last week. My daughter made me that uh, awesome Star Wars picture to make me feel better when I was sick. She drew me some of the characters from memory, which was insane for her. But anyway, I said, you know, I quoted Yoda and said, you know, uh, truly wonderful the mind of a child is. And, you know, that one youngling. Because it was erased from the archive's memory. Um, and it's like the, the the plot thickens. Obi-Wan, you know, the planet he's been looking for doesn't exist in their archives. Who could have erased it from the archives? Interesting. This is kind of... The movie definitely picks up here. Not that it was you know bad or slow to this point but i can say for me personally we were talking earlier um just about some of our favorite stuff and i would say you know anakin and her going to naboo is is not that it's there's anything wrong with it but okay they're traveling as refugees and they get them to naboo but seeing obi-wan fly out to camino um again just for reference there's a there's a really iconic scene that's like burned into my memory from the trailer. Do you remember when they go into Camino and um, there's that uh, like, I don't know, it must be like part fish, part bird. It flies out of the water and it has like, there's, there's a rider on it that it, like, comes out of the water. I don't know if you remember that, but of there's, a, yeah, that was in the teaser trailer. I just remember like, it looked amazing. You know, again, just George Lucas at that time, Pushing the envelope, a, a water world where it's looks to be raining all, all the time. It so it just in camino all day long. Yeah. So it it just looks like I don't know the aesthetic and the look. It just looks very different. You know, I I will say that about you know about that. And that's always obviously something that's been really important to George Lucas is. How to, how to make it different, right? Not not that the story, the story okay is different, but everything is the same. So, you know, having that new planet, seeing the way that that looks, and it just does so much for that. Like when Obi Wan ultimately fights Jango Fett outside, just the way that it like looks when they fight on that platform and everything. I don't know. I always just love that. So I just bring that up because you know I would say for me you know, I'm trying to go back to when I was 17 and, and even to today, probably if I had to pick three scenes in this movie that are my favorite, it's, it's not until we get to there. So when we get to Camino, after Obi-Wan meets with them, sees, you know, learns about the army meets Django and a young Boba Fett, and then goes out onto that platform, that, that scene was like everything. You know, it was the first time that we got to see someone wearing what, you know, at the time we, we, we eventually figure out, you know, we're like, wait a minute, if that's young Boba, that's his dad, that must've been Boba Fett's armor. We get to see the armor, you know, for the first time, think about it. That's the first time you get to see the armor and his weapons get used in, in, in like a, in a battle that you know because again okay we did see it in return of the jedi but he gets owned so quickly that it's almost like you know boom he's done the fact that he's giving obi-wan a, a, a run, you know a run for his money is is just i don't know is awesome and then of course we see his ship and we're like wait a minute is that the slave one so that's why for me if uh i got you know i'm I'm going on and on here but that's that's one of my favorite scenes uh in this movie is, yeah, it has is, is to right be
0: there it has to be one of the best scenes of the prequel trilogy. You know, like you said, you get to see all the bells and whistles, uh, for the Mandalorian armor, you know? So I think that's great. I love that it was, you know, on a rainy planet. And then, you know, Obi-Wan throws a tracking device onto his ship. Correct. To kind of follow him, you know, um, off, off, you know, off world. And similar to, uh the Empire Strikes Back here, like once that they end up getting into like a space battle, you know, because Obi-Wan's leaving Camino and 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 trying to follow, you know, this bounty hunter, you know, after that uh goes the way that it goes and Jango Fett thinks that he defeats him, we get that like seismic bomb that we end up getting to see uh again in uh the the Mandalorian season
1: two and Boba Fett. Did returned. you did uh, you notice um. To well, well. Real quick, just to backtrack. I will say also the last thing I'll say about that scene. Totally, that reignited, or that's what drew me back into the to the action figures. Yeah. I literally left that movie, went to Kmart, and bought the Jango Fett um, action figure from Attack of the Clones. I love that. That happened, and so and then it's it's also in that scene right before then where you know Obi Wan presses him. You know, if he's ever made it as far as Coruscant, you know, he's obviously interrogating this bounty hunter to see if he was the one responsible for the assassination attempt. And and we get Django. Django says he was recruited by a man called Tyrannus on one of the moons of Bogdan. And and obviously, you know, uh, Obi-Wan at this point is like super suspicious. I was just going to say, too, you, you brought up the space battle. Do you notice the parallel there? Obviously, this movie is supposed to take place before. For the events of Empire Strikes Back, right? Isn't it almost like Boba Fett learns a lesson, sort of? I just always saw the parallel here, where Obi Wan hides out on the asteroid, and yeah. then there's the famous scene in The Empire Strikes Back where Han has the ship parked on the garbage, uh, they they float or they you know they float away. Excuse me, he's on the back of the. Star Destroyer and then when they release the garbage, he's gonna fly away. And Boba Fett is, is kind of there waiting.
0: When you listen back to this, I was getting to that point. I was I was about to say that. Were you? Yeah, I was literally going I was literally trying to connect those dots and then uh you were Oh my uh, god, all that uh,
1: time uh, I just wasted.
0: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> hey, not a problem at all, man. We're uh yes. So I love that he ends up tracking jango fett jango fett thinks he's home free thinks he's uh not being tracked he lands on geonosis and uh obi-wan is trying to send a transmission back to the jedi council on coruscant he's a little too far off course to send a transmission and like we talked about earlier you know he has to end up trying to calm uh anakin who's a little bit closer to him you know i guess in distance to get his message uh, and then give hit that message to uh, the Jedi Council of what he has discovered
1: on Geonosis, dude. tomorrow Morrison, by the way, dude. What a what a great what a great pick from 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 Lucas. You know the casting on that is was awesome. And not only that, do you remember too? I just remember like I feel like I, you know goosebumps the first time you see those clones like in their armor when they're like picking up the helmets and stuff. Yeah. I love it. And and I also love and I still love that phase one helmet, like yeah. the phase one helmet. I, I just remember, especially, those-
0: especially at the end of the movie when they're all lined up, getting on the ship, getting off the ship, lining up for the first time. You're like, yo, this is, this is massive. Like this army that they have is massive,
1: massive. I, I yeah, those, that was, that was my favorite tooth. my, favorite things of the movie was always Django Fett, then the introduction of the clones. But not to get ahead of ourselves though, I will say, but I guess that's why they called the movie Attack of the Clones and not the Clone Wars or something like that. And this movie was long. You know, Don't forget too, this movie was what, like two hours and 22 minutes or something like that? I don't know. Looking at...
0: Uh, I had it up two seconds ago. I, I think it, it just...
1: I think it's, I that's what it was. I just remember at the end being shocked that that was the end. I was like, minutes. yeah, I'm like, I was like, well, yeah, yeah, like an hour and hour and 22 minutes, or two hours, 22 minutes. I mean, I remember being like, wait a minute. That's how like begun the clone war has, you know, I just remember being like, wait a minute. That's all we're getting. We're not getting the actual, like the, the war. Yeah. It just started. That's that that's was my, that was my biggest gripe of the, you know, the prequels was that. And then by the time we see revenge of the Sith, they're over. Yeah. And then they go back and (laughs) you're like, you missed, you're like, you, well, which is why the, which is why clone wars, the show makes so much sense because that, that time is so, uh, there's, there's all those years of an actual war going on. You know, that was my only thing. I always wished that I had gotten to see that, uh, that time period. There's a lot of people that are kind of clamoring for, you know, some sort of flashbacks or something like that. Come in, on, Chow. give us give us a flashback. If you if you go back to, we start getting the weird. It starts getting weird with Anakin and, and and Padme too. The kiss, and then they talk. Remember, and you know, by the fire. Yeah, we she could, makes him feel bad. She shouldn't have did that.
0: We could fast forward to that, right? Yeah, 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 we could just get, yeah, let's just well,
1: let's just get to the coliseum. Yeah, let's just get Well, get right. No, he has the, the big the big thing is when he has a dream about his mom. Right. He's having this vivid dream and you know, he basically Padme picks up on what's going on with him and you know, he confides in her and you know, she chooses to go with him, but he makes the decision that, to both go against his 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 job, right? The, what the council asked him to do, what his master asked him to do, putting Padme in danger by leaving uh, Naboo and traveling ultimately back to Tatooine. Love that
0: we got to see Watto again, uh, back on Tatooine. You know he's he's doing some like recon work. He ends up seeing, uh, uh, Shmi's Sh- 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 you know remarries or finds a partner and. You know, uh, her partner has two kids, which is those same two actors will play Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru in the Kenobi show coming out May 27th. Right? I think that's pretty cool.
1: And We get also get to see three PO no longer uh, naked. He's wearing like I don't know. He's 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 not uh, gold, but he's you know he's in that like he's wearing co- like a copper coating, almost like gunmetal, almost like gunmetal or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Owen
1: it. Lars with his girlfriend Baru there.
0: Cleg Lars with the one leg, he lost it. Uh, I guess maybe fighting the Tuscans. or you also think that maybe those dreams were, were placed into Anakin's mind, right? Like you have to believe that Palpatine had something to do with that.
1: Definitely, I mean, I, I think I think I think he definitely did. As far as Revenge of the Sith was concerned, you know, in terms of losing Padme. Now again, I don't know if they ever came right out and said that. There's again, there's so much canon stuff that you could read. Like I said, it, I didn't I didn't know at the time. It was only recently I learned that, you know, they're saying even her being taken by the Tuscans was 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 ultimately, you know, carefully planned by by Palpatine. The scene with his mom is gut wrenching, by the way. You know, I think we talked about this a while ago with Phantom Menace, but even when he leaves her, you know, it, it's to really wrap your head around that for a 9-year-old boy to like leave his mom behind and that whole sad scene where he runs back he runs back he tells her he can't do it to now fast forward his his mom seemed like she had a better life and she was purchased and she was freed she wasn't a slave anymore only to get captured by Tuscan Raiders and be her now husband thinks that she's dead and yeah, he, you know she's he re- like pretty much left for dead. You know what I mean. Like she and she holds out. It's almost like she's she, you know she was finally able to let go once she sees you know her son. You know she tells him now you know like now I'm complete. That seems pretty hard for him. This is literally where it begins <laughs> for Anakin Scott Walker. This is this is the beginning of that of that arc because up until this point he has not done anything to give in. Right, to that anger or that hatred. But losing his mother really sets him on this course. Yeah, he
0: has the like the angel and the devil like on like each 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 shoulder there. You know, he's he's trying to do the right thing. He wants to stay, but he has to like protect Padme, he you know, all this. But prequels get a lot of there was there was a lot of like rough or dislike, you know, comments or, or feelings toward these movies and and hate. And this movie, and I, I feel like we hopefully help people look at these a different way or appreciate them. This movie sets up, like like you said, Chris, that arc. That turn. It, it, this is like a stepping stone for him. Just kind of like like leaning into that role and going to the dark side. And he has that. like He's like... The water's boiling, you know what I mean? Like it hasn't it hasn't boiled over the pot yet, but it's like the heat's starting to turn up on this character. Remember when he
1: tells Padme what he did? He's starting to this is even before he has remorse, right? He's, you know, he talks about killing them all, not just the men, but the women and the children too, how he slaughters them like animals. You know, we get the scene of this is this is again how I knew if you were to watch this with closed captioning on, there's this literally, I don't know if you remember, but like Anakin comes out of the little hut and he ignites the lightsaber. It scares the like little Tuscans and the, and the dog things that they got there. And then the men run at him and he goes to take a swing and that's all the show of it. We then pan to the next scene where Yoda is meditating in his little room there. Close captioning tells us it's that moment when we hear Anakin, Anakin, no. Qui-Gon Jinn's voice, you know, in that moment, Qui-Gon is is essentially like reaching out through the Force and and is trying to help guide <laughs> this child that he discovers that he thinks is going to bring balance to the Force. It's, it's all it's all real tragic. Again, Obi-Wan obviously has no idea. Yoda, being you know wiser and more powerful, he can sense what's happening, but. Again, Obi Wan has has no clue. Yeah, he's he's in his own trouble.
0: We we really kind of help. I feel like when we do these, or well, we do this, we help the people appreciate. I'm like appreciate. I, I it's so cool because I know we pull the curtain back a little bit. We didn't really talk much about this until we like warmed up and just like ran through some stuff like real quick. But you feel you feel the same way that I do, but you also like explain it for the people like, look at it this way and you'll appreciate this, this film. It's not that hard. Like, I, I don't, I think this movie is fantastic. And I love just the, the, that you feel the same way that I do about it. I hope people kind of have a greater appreciation for this movie or there's so many people that listen to this. Like, yeah, yeah, man. Like we, we feel you like this, this, this rocked and uh, you
1: need It's nece- It's all necessary. Yeah, and and this this movie maybe more so than 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 any other in the prequel trilogy. You know, sets up everything that's now going to come after it, right? Because it sets up cloning. It sets up, uh, you know, this is Anakin's uh, the, the beginning of the end for him, if you will, or his his start of his fall from grace it's where the him and, and pad may ultimately fall in love that 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 you know that that starts here but this is also the first time
0: that we see where he says this I sh- this isn't the jedi way like so when he kills spoiler alert kills count Dooku in the opening scenes of revenge of the sith he knows he shouldn't have done that and even you know like Re, now rewind back to Attack of the Clones. What we're here talking about, he knows damn well he shouldn't have done that, but but he did it. Once he went against like the Jedi way, and 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 you know and slaughtered them for that, you know. But they did him wrong, and I wish we could got more from that scene. Obviously, you understand why you don't need it. You can imagine poor Tuskens, again. The uh, the true fall guy here, just like in the book of Boba Fett. Like these these Tuskins really can't like uh, catch a break. <laughs> you know, I feel like they just keep getting like uh, picked off here, like you know, in the in the way that they they have. They're always like the, uh, like I said, the fall guy or like the the guinea pig of, uh, of for everybody. They the, the, they take the heat.
1: There's the really interesting and, and and awkward scene of him when he brings his mother back to the to the Lars homestead. You know, she's wrapped up, and they have like a makeshift funeral for her little burial i guess you could say because there's this headstone and anakin here's anakin kneeling down on the sand that he hates so much and he's picks it up with his you know he's picking up with his fist and he's speaking out loud saying he wasn't strong enough to save her and he vows promises that he'll never fail again when when uh klieg lars is like the one that like says all the nice words. You're like, dude, you
0: gave up on her. You should just be sitting there shutting up. Freaking, you know, this teenager had to come back and do your dirty work. Got dang pirate leg.
1: Couldn't even, you know, go back and you're get like your, you're get like your you girl just girl. met her. You just met her yesterday. Yeah, nothing. You man. Bought her at a, at the market. Freaking yeah, crazy. and it's it's at that moment too where like <laughs> I love when there's a there's a really great pan out shot where we see her ship in the background and R twos now like came all the way across the desert where Padme's like what are you she's like what are you doing here and then they, yeah. end up, they end up being like you know what for our travels
0: getting us here to this this dump you know this hut you live in the middle of freaking nowhere taking C three PO back he's ours I made him he's coming with us and then. F- 3POs. I, I think he even says there he's never flown before. Might be wrong, but I think he said, I've never flown before. And he like just takes a seat and buckles up and now he's uh he's back with the crew. He's back with his uh he's back with R2, he's back with his his would you say creator, his his you know, his owner, whatever. I don't know.
1: The the scene of him is really I love the trans I love when he transmits Obi Wan's retransmits Obi-Wan's um message to Coruscant and we get there's like a scene where like there's a packed house inside of Palpatine's uh little office there where it's like half half senators and half Jedi that have gathered for this message and then in that moment we see they've they've now also come for Obi-Wan yeah he's cut off the scene or, or the transmission is cut off. Yeah, because like, he's like, wait, wait. And then his lightsaber comes out. And then uh, next thing you know, the destroyers come in, the droid he goes, And he's, where are those droid cars? Well, they're right
0: there, <sighs> pal. They just uh, let everyone to believe that he was uh, wiped out. You know, you saw the original trilogy. You know, he's not dead. But
1: he's now. Yoda Yoda was- always has to, you know, Yoda comes out with the with all the classic one-liners, you know. More happening on Geonosis, I feel, than has been revealed. It's like, uh, yeah, dude, you think? like That's it. That's our movie. That's it. All right. Gotcha. And Mace Windu tells Anakin that they will deal with Count Dooku and to stay put. Padme does very much. I, I don't know if you noticed this, too. There's so many parallels in this movie. Again, done on purpose to show how much Padme is like her future daughter, Leia. There's a lot of that. I don't know if you know like there's like she I don't know if you know she's like an amazing shot. She like never misses when she shoots. Leia was a good shot. They kind of do that. Again, that's that's very that was done purpose uh purposely. And then, you know, even kind of just saying, well, like I'm going to save Obi Wan, so if you're going to protect me, like you're coming with me. Just very much, her attitude is 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 very much Leia-like. A true ride or die. a girl you want in your corner. It's funny because you know, so Samuel L. Jackson, <laughs> you know, uh, he's like protect the senator at all costs. That's your priority. By the way, I don't know about you, but seventeen-year-old me, Uh yeah, love you? Are. I'm crushing pretty heavy on Natalie Portman in this movie, dude. Yeah. Great outfit right there. Oh my gosh. Beautiful. It Cool. You get, you get, you get the, you get the, the, the other. <laughs> Tell about Jimmy Smith's Jimmy Smith's too. Let's not forget, dude. He, he doesn't want the army. They have that little talk in the throne room there and the aliens, uh, the other senators, they're kind of talking and, uh, they he, one of them says something about the debate being over. You know, they need that clone army. He's like, unfortunately, the debate is not over. I always just thought that was funny. He, in that moment too, I think, had reservations. He was afraid of giving the chancellor like any type of emergency powers or giving an army to the republic at that point. Just a little bit more foreshadowing of of what's gonna what's going to happen here. Yeah. The way uh, things go. Yeah. Man. Thank and, God we got you. We got you here for this, Chris. Thank well, it well, It's, it's important because this is also what starts again, all carefully done. They're going to influence Jar Jar because he's the acting. He's acting Senator for Padme who, who she, she can't be there because she's like in hiding. And they talk about how the Senate must vote the chancellor emergency powers and there's that really, really like crucial thing where he says only the chancellor basically can then approve it. The chancellor says, "But what senator would have the courage to pr- to propose such a, what is it like a radical idea or whatever?" And his his right man, his right hand man is like, "If only if only Senator Amadala were here." And then they cut to Jar Jar looking like he's he's super, he's like starting to think about things, and he's like a little bit distraught. They you know, they, you know that was obviously all done. Very cerebral, and, and, and very, you know, they knew to do this, they would have to take her out of the picture and have somebody weak minded like Jar Jar in there to propose this. That's exactly what happens. He got like the, uh, the Rose Tico treatment, like in the, uh, the
0: second and like third movie, which is kind of like an afterthought, kind of, kind of stinks, but also hold like a very important role here, you know, he had to like bring this idea, um, you know, to the forefront, right?
1: With my my humility, and <laughs> I love that, dude. <laughs> I love also one of my probably. This is going to lead to my next favorite scene, but I I do love the little face off we get between Obi Wan and Dooku this is where we learn a lot about what's kind of happening behind the scenes it, it got it gets confusing right because again uh dooku is trying to make it seem like this is some sort of big mistake and remember he offers he, he you know he basically tells obi-wan to join him while also making reference to qui-gon jinn the dry sarcasm he's like oh this must be like a, like a terrible
0: mistake like I I must have you released of those shackles. Like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've
1: they've gone too far. This is madness, like, dude. Yeah, I'm telling you, Christopher Lee is. I mean, for 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 those of the you who don't know, I'm I'm sure you do, but uh, wait wait for a a rainy day or something like that, dude. His go look at his like IMDb. His his acting career starts in the 40s. The 40s. He he passed away, right? Um, Wick, the, Wicker man and he, Dracula. All the, I mean, he's been in he's been in so so many uh, iconic roles. Also, Tim Burton used him a bunch. I love that. He just had his he just kept evolving and, and and amazing actor. Again, the star power he brought to this that's why it really helped legitimize this character. For he was in, uh, he was in, Lucas. in the char- Charlie the Chocolate Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, the one with Johnny. Yeah, Dick. I know that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Tim Burton loved him. I always thought, too, that he just is like so underrated. Do you know what I mean? Like I said, I, I know me when I first saw the movie, I didn't, I think I was just too young and I didn't appreciate it. And now looking back, I say, man, it, I just feel like Count Dooku is so underrated. But all of that stuff is like, because I thought he was going to be clunky with a lightsaber and fight like Obi-Wan does in A New Hope for example and yeah, but instead he's like he's incredible and he's got these he has an awesome lightsaber hilt love it probably one of the best if you ask me and all his lightsaber the, the lightsaber battle with Anakin and Obi-Wan is great um seeing him square off against Yoda was awesome the fact that he uses forced lightning he's he's force pulling stuff um I know I'm getting ahead of myself here but I just, that scene of him with Obi-Wan is, was, is, is great. And then fast forward a little bit here to the Coliseum scene, which is, is truly, truly uh, amazing. I, I think we can kind of skip through some of the Anakin and Padme going through the droid factory where they're producing. We, we well, later learn they're, produ- they're producing the super battle droids. Some of that is kind of comical too, with. 3PO getting his head switched and, and all that stuff but there's the uh, there's the important part of Padme telling him that she loves him right that's probably worth mentioning and then they get brought out and Obi-Wan is definitely like visibly angry <laughs> Just watching them, watching them come out. And you got to know, like, if you're Anakin, it's like the most awkward thing in the world. You're like, dude, I'm busted. I'm here with my girlfriend. Not supposed to be. You know, Obi-Wan's even like, I was beginning to wonder if you even got my message. He's like, I I, I transmitted it
0: like you asked. And he's like, you know, like, yeah, dad, I I raked the leaves like you asked. He's like, and then I came here to rescue you. And then Obi-Wan just like looks to the shackles and just goes, Good job. <laughs> Just so bombed.
1: And also, can't say this enough too, um, I've always loved Poggle the Lesser, the, the head of the Geonosians. Again, that would be a great, great Attack of the Clones 20th figure for Hasbro. So many great things that they can do. The Coliseum scene is great. It has everything that you want. It's, it's got aliens, right? It has creatures. And then basically when the clo- when 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 the jedi show up i should say that part's amazing because that's the most jedi we've ever seen on screen ever in star wars to that point actually really since then too on the big screen well that was the
0: i guess like the the uh, i don't want to say the i think i feel like everyone that they had was was probably there Or, like, a majority. I feel like everyone was there. Like, all the Jedi they had were there. Then once we get to, like, through the Clone Wars, I mean, everyone's, like, you know, separated. Because he says, hey, you know, surround the perimeter of the remaining Jedi. Like, once the clones show up. But, like, I feel like whoever was, like, off-world at that point, they made them kind of, like, arrive there. But once the Clone Wars happen again, like, it's... Few and far between. I mean, we learned that there's more that we ever saw in the Clone Wars, like we'll, we'll say uh, Caleb Doom and uh, Cal Kestis. Like, there's more uh, uh, Jedi that were just uh, in, that weren't kind of like there, you know. Um, but yeah, I feel like the the number obviously was they were a lot of them were defeated uh, during this battle,
1: dude. When Mace Windu casually walks up that hallway by himself and. Ignites the lightsaber at Django's throat, and is like, "This party's over." I've like sent you that like 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 that gift before because it's kind of hilarious. It's very on brand for Samuel Jackson. I feel like, who by the way, we we've learned like recently that you know he had George Lucas had like BMF engraved on the bottom of his lightsaber. It's pretty amazing. And also, um,
0: you've seen. You've seen the outtakes or Instagram reels of uh Samuel L. Jackson being like well, what color is my lightsaber going to be I I want purple. He's like well, well normally we do blue or green. He's like
1: uh, you're going So green. so keep keep in mind too that if you if you do if you remember correctly uh that Mace Windu going back to the end of the Power of the Force line there there's a preview figure of him came with a blue lightsaber he did not have a purple lightsaber in his packaging uh, when they did Phantom Menace. It was only during Attack of the Clones that he gets his lightsaber, right? It's the first time he ignites it. He's got a purple lightsaber. Everyone else rocking the blue and green here. But yeah, this this opening, th- this scene where we get to see the likes of like Plo Koon and Kia Di Mundi, Kit Fisto, everybody ignite their lightsaber. That That, that whole scene is like, there's know. also there's also a lot of uh
0: characters that get you know a lot of love in the clone wars like they go back and and, and they kind of uh give some of these characters a uh not a second chance but they give them you know a a deeper like more important role uh in between films that you know their their importance does grow so it is cool to see you know Dave Filoni our guy go back and 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 give and bring these characters uh up in the mix a little bit more that we didn't, we didn't get enough screen time of even like Plo Koon or Kid Fitso. Like they get a lot of love in the Clone Wars, but even other characters and other Jedis that we see there in the background um, that fans kind of love, get a nice little story arc uh, throughout the animated series, which I think is pretty, pretty cool.
1: This, this scene gets, uh, I mean, amazing. Uh, Every time I watch it, I'm I'm trying to look at, uh, you know, you always find something new. There's a lot going on in the Coliseum you know if you start looking at the back you know I, I try to like look in the background and see what's going on because there's so many lightsabers um like that are ignited also I love that Anakin and obi-wan just get random lightsabers off the they just yeah they're just up. like here here's one so they get a like a it's pretty awesome to see Anakin rocking a green lightsaber for a while
0: it's like uh, it's like professional baseball. They just got a bunch like on the rack, like
1: same. Well, oh yeah, Anakin gets a green one
0: here. You know that's
1: what I'm saying? He's he's got the green one, which is which is which is you know pretty cool for him. And then you know I remember the I do remember the action figure when he came with the blue and the green, being like that's interesting, right? You know, and we get to see him obviously use both of them. Dude, there's you know there's there's obviously also a little bit more of an extended scene of this, but we get the basically the assassination. Jango Fett, which is in front of Boba Fett, pretty, pretty cold blooded. That's, that's also pretty cool. Also, just those three creatures that those three have to
0: take on before the battle, before the cavalry has arrived, before reinforcements make their way to Genosis, I did enjoy seeing, uh, you know, Anakin use the force on, uh, the, the larger one, it definitely sucks for Padme getting the scrapes on the back, and uh, Obi Wan throwing the like staff into the uh, you know the praying mantis looking uh, like you know shoulder piece there. So it was cool to see them fight those three like m- mythical creatures off. I thought that was I thought that was great.
1: Yeah, you know, Jango ultimately you know kills the one right before he gets totally roasted.
0: Crazy that uh, Obi Wan. Struggled a little bit on Camino with Django and then Mace just kind of shows up and, you know, just a couple blasters and, you know, Mace just deflects and just is a beautiful, just clean s- s- swipe right, right for the jugular, takes his head right off. And, you know, you see Count Dooku's shocked and, and, and Boba's there, just Daniel, Daniel Logan there. Uh, just, oh, like... That whole scene kind of ends like there when you know he puts his head to the helmet.
1: Which yeah, when we got that flashback in, uh, with with like an alternate view of it in Book of Boba Fett.
0: Yeah, that was not used footage from the film. Yeah,
1: uh, I think it was not used footage from the film, coupled with new new footage that they made to look old. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that I I love that, and then we end up getting. Uh, everyone off and out of the uh, Coliseum and Count Dooku's kind of fleeing and you know, you get to see some other variants of clone troopers like I like. You get to see some people of rank with like the, the yellow stripe. I think the new Black Series figure coming out with the brownish maroon stripe as well. Like You get to kind of uh, just see some different, you know, uh, I guess like ranks or leadership amongst the clones, like with these colors, which I thought. Yeah,
1: when cool. they when they fly in on the on like the ARC ships, there. Um, nice,
0: Chris. Nice with the lore, with the oh, gosh, bring in the heat.
1: Yoda, Yoda flying like like the, one of the most unlikely people to be in a ship like that, like around a perimeter. You know, like that. Like that, that. Lego, that Lego set is awesome, by the way. I'm three fifty. I'm like wedding registry let's go 350 okay. ultimate collector set very awesome doesn't come with any clones though not not necessarily a fan of that but um that's yeah, Bantaboto. this this is awesome like i i loved everything about this this is this is like seeing them seeing the clones come in and and pick everything up then to only like kind of come over that ridge uh, of the Colosseum there where we see what looked to be like early, early versions of Star Destroyers. And then I love that whole sequence of them trying to blast the ships, you know, where Anakin tells him to aim right above. <laughs> That's one of the cheesier lines in the movie too, where he tells them to aim above the, aim above the fuel cells <laughs> where, and then Obi-Wan's like, uh, what does he tell him? Oh, good call, my young Padawan. A little y- cheesy, but we'll take it. I also love the,
0: uh. The chaotic gunfire that you got on Geonosis, like, when you just see, like, the clones, like, coming through, like, the dust storm and, and vice Oh, it's and the best. best. You also – I felt the last time we got to see something that cool was Solo when they were showing uh, Mimbin, when, like, they were all the mud troopers or whatever. They were, like, firing away, uh, I guess, on that planet. Like, you never really get to see, like, gunfire like that in – um, live action like that. You definitely didn't see it in uh, the original trilogy. You got a little bit of it in um, The Rise of Skywalker, but the, that scene with all the clones kind of taken on and uh, the uh, then that the, that army is ends up like retreating and stuff like that. That scene's also like worthy, like just showing like the strength and numbers of the clones. You get to see more of those ships that you referenced. You get to see like some tanks and some walkers that they just like drop off like they're not just they didn't just like make an army of troopers like, I, I guess they made like like a whole military operation with all those ships you know what I'm saying like that was really really cool to see like in, in the background
1: yeah I I was gonna say to well first of all shout out to uh sideshow you know they're they're coming out with some cool attack of the clones 20th uh including including you know some of these clones like the the pilot even Which no one has done anything like that before. Um, There's some variations of clones I saw that they're doing. Absolutely love that. And then in one of the scenes, we get the first shot of like the Death Star plans in the background. In that scene where like Poggle the Lesser, Nuke Gunray, like a couple other separatists, and then Count Dooku are sitting around like the war table. The Death Star plans are like in the background. So that's you know pretty. It's pretty interesting to to see that. Uh, yeah, and then and then they make reference obviously to it, and we could This is again all laying the groundwork for you know where this grand story is going.
0: Yeah, and then they make a reference. You get to see Palpatine with Count Dooku like at the end of the film, uh, and I off the backpack where they say yeah, like the plans are still like under wrap, and they haven't, they don't have any like. Idea or inclination of the plans that they, um, you know, like their secret project is like under wraps, but
1: always thought, you know, you brought up a good point too. And not that this isn't, I just always wanted to, like, I don't want to make a big deal about it, but it's interesting, you know, Star Wars the uh, bad guys were always shooting red blasts, and the good guys always shot blue, you get back, you know, dating back to the very opening sequence of uh, A New Hope. It's rever- you know it's funny how it's reversed now the the droids you know fire red and the clones fire blue, you know they're good for now. The next and next is we're starting to kind of get to the finale of this film at this point, but the you know they're chasing Dooku through the the, the sands here uh, of Geonosis, and they're they're that one lone ship. He kind of calls off. He's got those two remotes. That fly, like next to him, blasts the ship, and Padme, uh, with a clone trooper, falls out. And we see Anakin like super distraught, commanding the the clone to put the ship down. And Obi Wan has to really talk him off the ledge. No, no, no pun in, intended there. But and explains to him that he can't take Dooku alone, and if he catches him, that they can end the war right now, like end it before it starts. It takes Obi Wan telling him that you know you'll be expelled from the Jedi Order, and ultimately what like brings Anakin back to to reality here a little bit is he poses the question like what you know what do you think Padme would do if she were in your position? To which Anakin replies you know she would do her duty. He agrees essentially to to leave her and go back or not go back but go and and fight Dooku. Uh, with Obi-Wan. Yoda, and they pan to Yoda in that moment too, who looks, he kind of looks sideways and then forward again. And it's like in that moment, you know, that Yoda knows that both, I think Obi-Wan and Anakin are going to be in trouble. He senses something there through the force and he has the well to to ultimately show up in that hangar, but not before Both Obi Wan and Anakin get totally owned by Count Dooku. Dooku takes it easy on Obi Wan. He gives him a little, you know, a little nick,
0: and uh, throws him out of commission. But well, yeah, he's he's you could tell he's totally
1: he's totally toying with them. Um, I love Anakin. I love how Obi Wan's like, we'll take them together, going slowly on the left, and Anakin's like, I'm taking them now. (laughs) I love. Great.
0: Uh, also, the second time that, uh, you know, Anakin gets uh, the second saber. So he, he's got two sabers here, and even Count Dooku is like toying with him. He's like, I sense great fear in you, uh, you know, which we we hear that line, Star Wars, another, you know, one other time. And he loses the second saber pretty quick. But Count Dooku, you know, shows his skill and and takes it quick to Anakin, ends up quickly after he loses that second saber, cuts his arm off. this you know, so he's you know, he you see him with that glove on for, you know, uh Revenge of the Sith. You know, he he loses a limb, which you kinda, you know, we got Darth Maul sawed in half, episode one. Anakin loses an arm in uh you know, Attack of the Clones, and we lose a head there in uh Revenge of the Sith. I kind of thought maybe Sequel Trilogy would have saw some of that you know uh, uh i guess you know that's one thing i will complain about you know the sequel trilogy no loss of limbs
1: but uh uh yeah you, you get i need to see i need to see something cut off
0: yeah or start, yeah it's 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 losing a point on, on my scale if Vinny's grading scale if, if no limbs are lost you d- deduct one point but you know yoda comes in there to Uh, You know, ends up coming to save the day. I remember, like I said earlier in the pod, I was like, oh man, like he uses, how the hell is he flipping around like that? You're like, dude, the force, man,
1: uses the force. I'm like, well, use the force all the time and, and walk without a cane. Again, this is, you know, this movie's a lot of firsts. We see Yoda in action, like it's major, like for the first time. He's introduced to us back in the Empire Strikes Back, you know, fast forward. Now we see him using the force. And again, it's just, you know, remember it starts off where Dooku's just like throwing stuff at him and he's just going to, you know, he's using the, he's, he's pushing it out of the way or pulling it out of the way. And I remember in or when I saw the movie, dude, this is before, and keep in mind, this is 2002. So like people may be applauded in movies here and there, nothing crazy. I remember the theater lost it, completely lost it. Opening night, when right after the scene where if if you are you know watching at home or remember, you know Dooku's hitting him with the Force lightning and he's able to basically absorb it. Dooku, you know, makes a a thing about you know he says something about this can't be decided. Us talking about knowledge of the Force, but you know we'll 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 let this be decided by the skills of our lightsaber, dude. When Yoda opens his cloak and uses the force to put the lightsaber like like to make it go into his hand and ignites the lightsaber dude my theater erupted i remember my theater erupted that was huge like no one, like I, I don't even think we expected that no of course not and then we get another like he has to
0: you know he gets another day like on the big screen again you know and, and dude and, and he, he's
1: through. and he's yelling he's making noises like i was like what is that ah! Like, but, but it's, you know, it's, it, it, it works because not only that you have someone in, in Christopher Lee, who's, you know, pushing probably, I don't even know 80 at this point. He's also, I mean, he's not doing flips, but you know what I mean? We're, we're made to believe that he's able to be that nimble and is twirling and flipping. And like I said, he's, he's not. He's more um, of like
0: a fencing style of uh, uh, of uh, swordsmanship or Jedi lightsaber craft. He's more of like a fencing kind of guy,
1: in that sense. You know, ultimately though, height
0: he's, disadvantage or advantage. You know, Yoda's got to, you know, hop, skip, and jump around and flip.
1: He knows, but he knows that he's not as powerful as Yoda, which is why he he makes a break for it. He tries he might, to pull down that that massive pillar and drop it on top of Anakin and Obi Wan. So and and then he makes his getaway. So all Yoda can do at that point is try to save them by using the Force. And Padme shows up there with uh, some
0: clones after Yoda, you know, saves the fallen pillar on there, and Padme gives him a hug. You see armless Anakin there, pretty wild. And you get I love when Dooku and Palpatine meet up at this point. Like how dumb and 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 clueless is is everyone you know to kind of not see this right under their nose you know you get to see it like that
1: they like got the same yeah and it's was. great you know and 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 sidious refers to him as tyrannus in that moment again again it's only like the he's only ever referred to that in this movie like two times and he tells him like welcome home lord Tyrannus. yeah you gotta which just is, like pick a new awesome. name yeah
0: you get like christened a new name i guess get a new name. Pick your name. What do you want your name to be? Yeah. I mean, this is cool. All
1: right. See, again, you kind of pull the curtain back. Palpatine's telling them everything's going according to plan. You know, he said, I have good news for you. The war has started. Excellent. Excellent. Everything's going according to plan. Uh,
0: the Yoda line, super heavy. War, you say? He's like um, begun like the Clone Wars has. You know, so they kind of like admit defeat here. You know, similar...
1: He's well. I was going to say he's honest. If you remember, though, he's honest with Obi Wan. He 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 lets him know that that the Senate is being controlled by you know someone named Sidious. Now he doesn't tell him that Sidious is Palpatine, but he's on. He's literally honest with him, and the Council. You know, Obi Wan at the end of the film when he's talking to both Mace Windu and Yoda, they kinda just tell they kinda brush off what Obi Wan's saying by by basically just saying that, listen, you can't really listen to him. He's 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 turned to the dark side, he's a Sith, you know, mistrust are his ways. And it's Mace Windu who ultimately says that we you know, you know what, either way, I think we should probably though keep an eye he says, you know, like nevertheless, we should keep an eye or a closer eye on the Senate to which Yoda says he agrees. Again, this is this is more of the of the foreshadowing here for what's going to obviously take place in the next film. Anakin is on his way to Naboo with the senator. I wonder and, if that
0: was planned, like why were they there? Like they were just like, "Yeah, you keep doing what you're stick to the original plan and just you guys do go there." Like, you know what I mean? Like they end up getting there and you're like, "Wait, why the hell is he here?" But you know, they have a, <laughs> you know, I always kind of warned that too. Like, why wasn't Anakin back on uh, with the Jedi, you know, there?
1: I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah. That, that ending line, you're right. The ending line with Yoda's is, is huge too. So back what I was saying, when he uh, goes back to
0: uh, Naboo, there's a like private, very intimate, you know, like little like wedding ceremony. They go against, Anakin goes against the Jedi order and way of, you know he finds he has like a secret marriage with padma Amidala, and r2d2 and 3po are kind of like the only witnesses there and like i said when you that's and you see the robotic arm you get to see that you know he's now supporting that gold arm that he's got when they get married and i mean that's you when you when i left that theater i was like man we now we're in for it you know like this is like you said he's 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 turning you know he's kind of, you know he's he's doing this secretively but he's also like turning and you know uh inching towards that character of of, of vader you know it's what a film i really if, loved it on my last watch more than i ever have and you know there's it, a lot of great moments in this a lot of you know i think there's such like a great middle film you know uh just like the Empire Strikes Back was for the original trilogy, I felt like this film holds such an impact in the prequel trilogy, man. I I really, I don't know, watching it this time around was great. And it's so good to prep for this episode
1: of the podcast, but. I'm going to end it with this. We, we, we planned on just keeping it light and, and having a a, a small conversation about it. And like most things, Star Wars, um, when, when we, really get into the nitty gritty when me and you have maybe even talked to friends privately, you know, even just as recently as we were in Miami and we're up till three o'clock in the morning talking about star Wars. I mean, I remember this is like, we're here talking about attack of the clones for two hours. And that was something we didn't set out to do, but it's hard to do it to your point of, of you know, we wanted to do it justice. We wanted to celebrate it for, for being 20 years and it, you can't just, you know, it's hard to just, say one or two things about it or say oh this is my favorite there's just so much to get into the movie means so much i mean yes it means so much to us on on a on a on a personal level but i mean it means so much to the story it's so integral to the story in tying so many things together planting all these seeds that are going to be sown in the next movie but not just the next movie even in the uh, original trilogy. Yeah, and it brings so much from Phantom Menace to,
0: uh, at this film, present day. And then it kind of, like you said, it brings so much together for the original trilogy. And then it also like has to like set up like the next movie. And then they go back. Once all three of these movies are wrapped up, they go back and tell a story in between films. So it's like, hey, this is where we left off with uh, the the uh the, the prequel trilogy but we want to go back and tell the, the five years in between and we give it uh eight seasons of of animated content you know some episodes greater than the other but there's a lot of great story arcs there you know but at this point we're almost two hours in might as well have watched the freaking movie and <laughs> and did live commentary
1: all right and we'll start right now uh no I'm kidding okay <laughs> Yeah, man, it's 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 great. I, and uh, if you guys haven't watched it recently, I encourage you to watch it. Celebrate twenty years of Attack of the Clones, and yeah, let's let's hope for some really really great stuff at Star Wars Celebration. Again, I'm hopeful they're going to do some stuff to commemorate this milestone for this movie. Happy
0: twentieth birthday to Attack of the Clones! As always, it's All Wings reported on Instagram. It's all Wings Report on Twitter. It's all Wings Report at gmail.com. Next time you hear from us, it'll be for Episode 1 and 2 of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series streaming May twenty on Disney+. Thank you for your time this week. We love you.
1: Take it easy, guys. Later.